Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Talking Planning Podcast. My name is Thomas, and I am a transport planner, and the last few years have taught me quite a lot. So I wanted to start with a little bit of a backstory, as this podcast started as a follow-up to my YouTube channel of the same name, which I started about a year and a half ago. Originally, I focused on doing talkback style shows with specific themes and topics, but as 2020 progressed and I was able to travel a little more, the channel ended up morphing into a transport video channel. So I've tried to drag talking planning back into line with its original plan several times with limited success. So I kind of figured it might be good to try something different. Don't worry. The YouTube transport reviews aren't going anywhere, but I do want to also pay a little more attention to the planning and transport industry from a young professional's perspective. I did consider starting a podcast at the time, but back in April 2020, I hadn't seen the light, so to speak. And realistically, if I didn't regularly listen to podcasts at the time, I kind of figured, how would I have any hope of creating one? Fast forward 18 months and I've now seen the light, so to speak. And for those of you who don't do podcasts often, you'll also see these as YouTube videos. I also now have a full-time transport planning role, and I have found that podcasts are excellent for background company when you're 300 rows deep in a traffic count spreadsheet. The other thing is, whilst I really enjoy making transport-based YouTube videos, The audience is quite different to what I was initially aiming for. The professional crowd that I'd hoped talking planning would attract didn't quite eventuate, and instead I attracted more of this enthusiast crowd. Now, of course, I am grateful for having a regular and devoted audience, but what it means is relatively uncontroversial topics in a professional sense, like retiring end-of-life transport assets, such as 25-year-old high-floor buses or 50-year-old trains, can be cause for major arguments. I am hoping that this podcast will prove effective as a chance to step back a little and talk more freely on sorts of things that I feel really passionate about, because the next few years will be a really exciting time in the planning and transport space right across Australia. So with economic recovery, the priority of most state governments right now, we really have seen a policy shift which makes transport planning and urban and regional planning so crucial to the future of local towns, cities, states, and of course, Australia. Growth in Western Sydney, the 2032 Olympics, a resurgence in regional living, environmental activism, and an aging population are all key considerations that are going to shape planning and transport into both the near future and beyond. I was kind of inspired to go down the podcast path a little after listening to Nicole Bennett's Hustle and Bustle podcast, which provides a very Queensland industry perspective on planning challenges set for the Gold Coast and Southeast Queensland for the next decade or so to come. If you haven't heard of this already, you should definitely go and check out that podcast too. Being a young professional in the last couple of years has been a bumpy ride to say the least. And I would confidently say I've made decisions that I didn't expect to be making this early on in my life or in my career in general. I graduated from the Queensland University of Technology back in December 2019 with a Bachelor of Urban Development majoring in Urban and Regional Planning. 
I was 21 at the time, and like most graduation ceremonies, someone got up the front and gave a passionate speech about how great the next X number of years were going to be, and told us all that the career wins that they could attribute to their great university degree. And then the calendar rolled around. We all know how that went, and I refer to 2020 as my involuntary gap year. Except, instead of gallivanting around South America, Asia, Europe, or the US, I spent 2020 refreshing Seek web pages and staying at home. After a full 12 months of job searching, applying, and interviewing, I finally managed to score a new opportunity, and all it took was to relocate to a completely new state. And that state was New South Wales. At a time where New South Wales residents were leaving in their thousands, I made my way south. And you know what? I don't regret a thing. 2021 started with a move to Newcastle, where I moved to start a strategic planning job at Port Stephens. This meant brushing up on my New South Wales planning jargon, telling apart my LEPs from my DCPs, my LHS from my LSPS, and a whole bunch of other non-statutory council strategies. If you're not familiar with the planning industry, or certainly the New South Wales specific system, it can be rather tricky to get your head around. But I'll go into the nitty gritty of those sorts of things another time. Still, a couple of months in, I could tell most of my acronyms apart, and I was on my way to dealing with a few rezoning requests. Whilst my Queensland planning mind still scoffs at the idea of having two processes to make major changes to a built form outcome instead of just one, assessing rezoning requests was a helpful experience. But thanks to the extra administration required by rezoning, I now understand why there are so many more job ads in New South Wales for strategic planners than in Queensland. One other hidden benefit of the longer process is it gives you an opportunity to influence outcomes beyond a single development site. As part of rezoning, it's considered best practice to look at sites beyond a single proposed development, which is something a development application generally can't do. And trying to rezone a single site or localised cluster of sites, known as a spot rezoning, is usually met with a less than warm reception. But, as well as recommending what colours should change on Council's LEP maps, I help to prepare submissions and responses to new state policies, which is a great opportunity to truth test proposed decisions. And as the year progressed, more and more policy changes came about, and I was really enjoying the work. But unfortunately, as winter began to set in, so did the work from home and everything else from home. And since I was on a 12-month contract, it coincided with a good time to look for some new roles, especially in the regions where things might have been a little more rosy. And after a couple of months of applications and interviews, I got an offer and made the commitment to go regional. I also changed levels of government and moved into transport planning again. You'll probably be aware that I have a passion for transport, but in a regional context, it's quite a unique one. So I'm now based in Parks, which is in central west New South Wales, on the Newell Highway. So Parks is a hub for both rail and road freight, and that makes it quite an interesting and exciting location to work in transport planning. And Parks' relatively central west location makes it a good spot for going to explore the region. It's an hour's drive to Orange, just over an hour to Dubbo, two hours to Bathurst, and three hours to Wagga or Canberra. 
So I think I'm going to have some pretty exciting weekends ahead. Anyway, I think that's enough from me today. So thanks for tuning in for the first episode of the Talking Planning Podcast with a bit of an intro focused. Since this is the first episode, I'm definitely open to ideas for topics and things to discuss. And if you've got those ideas, I've got both a Talking Planning LinkedIn page and an Instagram account. So feel free to pop your suggestions over there for planning and transport topics that might warrant a little more discussion. So thanks for joining me and I will see you again soon.